Hi, I'm Amalia Cleland. And I'm Leonie Wiswati, and welcome to Artist Statement. Today we're going to be chatting with Strictly Platonic, a student band from Yale College that only formed a year ago but has gained a large following and quite a bit of attention on campus. Every year, Yale hosts Spring Fling, a concert where musicians are invited to play to a crowd of drunk and stressed out undergrads. Um, when I saw the lineup, though, I was really impressed. They get big names. Last year, we got to hear Sophie Tucker, Masego, and Japanese Breakfast, among others. Yeah, and because they have such big names, you always really want to enjoy the concert. Um, but it happens the week right before finals. And Amalia and I um, were a little bit stressed, I think, during that time. We were writing our papers, thinking about exams that were coming up. Um, and so we thought we would be responsible, hardworking students and maybe skip Spring Fling and instead write our papers while sitting in her living room, which was right next to where Spring Fling takes place, and just open the windows. Um, that way we would get the best of both worlds, bang out a paper, and enjoy a little bit of live music. We were so set on this idea that I don't think we even picked up the free wristbands that would have admitted us into the concert. Um, but our resolve really didn't last long. Strictly Platonic was the first band to take the stage, and Leonie and I looked at each other over our computers and then pushed them aside <laughs> and started leaning precariously out of my window for a better view. And then a minute later, we dashed down to wiggle our way to the front of the crowd. Yeah, I think there was nothing stopping us there. Um, the energy of Strictly Platonic on that stage, it was just, it was contagious. Um, and I remember when we saw them the first time at the Battle of the Bands, we had noticed it as well, especially when James Licato and Will Min were playing back to back on the guitar. And I mean, the crowd just went wild because it was, it was, they had such a great stage presence. Yeah, and that chemistry also felt really special considering um, how recently they'd formed, I think only six months prior to their performance at Spring Fling, um, during which they performed Hangover, which quickly became Leonie and I's favorite song from the band. Um, and we're excited for you guys to hear it too. Tell me. 
I think something that I really, really like about this song is almost the straightforwardness of it. Um, you know, songs about messy adolescent relationships have definitely been written before, but Hangover feels both fresh and genuine. Audrey, who's the lead singer, um, her voice has a kind of like clarity in its sound and message. Yeah, totally. And I think that idea also shows up in the beginning of the song where Will Min plays the opening riff on the electric guitar without any accompaniment. Yeah, and then the energy like really picks up entering the chorus. Um, and I remember hearing it live, the crowd kind of went crazy for that. As much as I love that moment, I think my favorite part of the song has to be actually after the first chorus when the drum pattern changes going into the repetition of the second verse. Um, and Audrey starts off singing quietly and then there's a crescendo that reaches its peak with the lyrics, the poison I took from your lips got me hooked. Yeah, I was also interested in that line um, because it's the only metaphor that appears in the whole song. But those are just our thoughts. Here's what the band has to say about it. Uh, my name's Hugo. I'm from Charlestown, Rhode Island, and I play the drums. I'm Declan. I'm from New York City, and I play the bass. I'm James. I'm from Arlington, Virginia, and I play the guitar. I'm Audrey. I'm from Orange County, California, and I'm the singer. I'm Keith. I'm from uh, Kodiak, Alaska, and I play the keys. I'm Will, I'm from Seattle, Washington, and I play the guitar. Wonderful. Okay, so we'd love to hear a little bit about the genesis of the band. Um, tell us basically your story. So Keith and I met through a mutual friend and found out we were in the same math class together. And so we kind of became friends through that. And we just kind of started swapping music tastes and playing for each other. It's true. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know... Um, how or why, but one day randomly I was just like, it would be kind of really cool to start a band, wouldn't it? And I texted Keith if he wanted to start a band, and he said yeah. I think at the time it was so rough that I was proposing that I play it, uh, the drums. Mm, yeah. Um, Do you have any experience playing drums? Very limited. Like, <laughs> extraordinarily limited. Okay. Like, less than an average, actually. Okay. Um, but we, we put out flyers, we had people respond. Yeah. Um, we held auditions and we ended up kind of hitting jackpot. Yeah. 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 So Will saw the flyer. And I realized that I was in, uh, I, so I saw the number on the flyer and I plugged it into my phone. And I was like, hey, that's Audrey from linguistics class. <laughs> 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 we just met like, probably a couple days ago. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. We showed up in the Trumbull music room and just sort of jammed for a little bit. And then right after, Audrey was like, all right, you're in the band. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you guys get to the name? Well, um, so <laughs> another reason that the formation of the band is kind of funny is because uh, Keith and I were friends, and I had um, invited him to come to, like, the Trumbull formal with me as friends, and he maybe didn't take that necessarily... Uh, platonically. This was freshman year. <laughs> and basically, yeah, that became apparent, and we kind of were just like, no. <laughs> but I, I said, I think we should be better. We would be better as friends. And this was before any idea um, of the band had like come up. The name like came about because of someone had a note on their phone, and on this list, I saw the name Strictly Platonic, 
And I was like, you know what would be really funny? <laughs> if we just <laughs> memorialize this forever. <laughs> and Strictly Platonic as a band name, it took some time to get used to. It was it was like the middle of the road option. Because I think... There were other options. There, there were other options oh, out there. Oh, can we hear a small no. fairly. We'll take those to the grave. Also, the, we thought the name was also perfect just because last year and happened happens to be this year as well. You know, I'm the only female in the band and I'm the one that gets to say the name. So it's kind of just an ongoing joke <laughs> that we lean into uh, quite a bit, so, yeah. I saw on Spotify that you guys are like classified as indie rock. Yeah, no, and yeah. I was like, I don't think I have an understanding of like what indie rock <laughs> really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just did some like online research and essentially it seems like it's a weird classification as a genre because it's just kind of signifies that you guys have an independent label and <laughs> indie has kind of like developed as a term that is was once used to just uh, describe like the process with which you produce and distribute your work and is now kind of become a label for a sound in the same way that pop music used to just be like popular, popular and yeah. now like definitely has a connotation for what the music will sound like. Um, and I was wondering if you guys feel like that is the correct label for your guys' sound. Like, does it feel like indie rock? I don't know what our f- official classification is now, but James had a pretty good long <laughs> string of words that described <laughs> us. Um, but I, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I, the string of words that I came up with was something along the lines of like alternative indie noise garage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, I, I, I like do. That. I do think that the combination of all our styles does give our songs like a very unique sound. I mean, well, to his point, I was thinking about it. Um, like we all have very different tastes, and that kind of affects what we sound like. And you can slap indie rock on it, but I remember it was very like. And really nice compliment. I was back home hanging out with some musicians, some really talented musicians actually that I've just been friends with, with forever. And of course, I'm showing them some of the music from this new band I just joined. And one of them kind of perked up, and they and he said like, after listening to one of our songs, "Can You," he's like, "I don't know what to compare this to." He's like, "I've never heard anything like this before." And like he was like he was like so like flabbergasted. And I was like, "That's such a nice compliment because there's so much music these days." And to hear from someone, especially someone who's musically inclined, to be like. I don't know what to compare this to. It's so unique. I feel like it's like a testament to James's point. I also think that it's like apparent song to song because like as you were saying, Can You, I don't think sounds anything like any one of our other songs really either. And we kind of play with different styles as well. So like one of our songs, Worth It, is definitely more bluesy. Full on blues. 12 bar blues. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Some of our songs lean more pop. Some of them definitely lean more rock Mm. so it's kind of yeah i don't know i think we're still figuring it out exactly where we're gonna land and maybe we never will which is also really cool might be a good thing it's fun yeah yeah keep you on the toes So the first time we saw you guys live, we heard Hangover, and there's a really cute video of us. We're like headbanging. <laughs> um, a little bit embarrassing, but can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about the time when you wrote the song, both instrumentally and lyrically? Yeah, I can take that one. So it actually, like the start of the song, probably occurred like in the summer before my freshman year. I was writing a lot of stuff over my gap year, um, and. The original riff was actually like really different. It kind of sounded more. I mean, I, I can send it to you guys if you want to hear it. Yeah, but it's please. very um, kind of has a 
trap beat and it's very sort of slow. <laughs> it, it, it sounds weird, but it, it, was, it was interesting. And cool. so I sent that to Audrey and she... Did you want to talk about writing? Yeah, well, story? this was actually the first song that we had ever written. So we, you know, became a band at the end of October and like had all of the members and whatnot. And then over Thanksgiving break, we were like, hmm, we should try writing a song because up to that point we had just been doing covers so will sent some riffs that he had and i really liked that one and i took it over thanksgiving i was on a flight to new mexico with my mom and on the flight i wrote the lyrics to hangover and got like landed down in the airport and i distinctly remember while we were waiting for a taxi i was like in the opposite corner of my family like recording a voice memo to send to the group chat of the band and i was like hey guys check this out and uh, and then we kind of like rearranged all of the parts in the song because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of various breaks and stuff, which I think makes makes the song really cool. But that happened mm-hmm. when we came back, right? Yeah, when we got back, that was like one of the first times that we like did a collaborative process. Like me and Will, I remember we were like uh, working on the guitar part and the chorus. I also remember like for the guitar solo, there's that part that goes doo 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 Yeah, and like I remember you just like after singing the chorus once, you're like, huh, like what goes next? And you're just like doo doo. And And she was like, can you play that? No, I did do that. I remember that. I was like, James, can you play the da-da? And then, well, can you do the da-do? And then it worked really well. That's so funny. I'm so musically untalented that I can't imagine, like, humming, like, a da-do, and then, like, being able to play it. And would you guys say that you had, like, similar taste, not, like, listening music taste, but in terms of composing? Do you have similar taste in the way that you kind of construct a song? I would say no. Probably not. I mean, not completely different, but I think, like, Will has a more uh, like more of a, like a blues background, um, maybe a little bit more of a jazz background. Uh, whereas uh, me, I don't really have any classical training, but I listen to a lot of like indie rock, um, and alternative, and so I draw a little bit more from those areas. Um, Audrey, I guess, writes a little bit more from R and B, at least originally. <laughs> <laughs> Is collaboration like that ever hard? Sometimes there are disagreements. Not about like how stuff is supposed to sound, but I think where stuff goes, like, yeah. where the parts are positioned, I think is like no. definitely one of our biggest hurdles when we're actually shot like workshopping a song. Mm-hmm. And so normally how we figure it out is we just like play both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generally, James and I fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We like to butt heads. Yeah. The yeah, strongest creatively. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because we're both very stubborn and stick to what what we what we think. So we don't. Neither of us backs down. Yeah, I mean, it's it's because of uh, the passion I think that we feel right. about music. And yeah. it's it's a good thing, you know. I think it you know, obviously if everything. I think sweet. you guys should fight more. Also, add a little flavor to our sound. Yeah, yeah, Outside yeah. of the band, we we spend a lot of time together. Yeah, it so. definitely like pushes us too to like think of new music and different ways to play things I think so yeah so did did live performance or did studio recording come first oh live Live performance performance. okay I don't think uh, definitely at the start we never had the intention of recording Um, Mm -hmm. it was always gonna like gonna be small gigs on campus sweets sweets yeah sweets was exactly Mm -hmm. how small it was gonna be (laughs) quintessential (laughs) freshman experience yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, and we're playing it by ear we're still playing it by ear and we're gonna kind of see how high it can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the biggest thing you guys have played played at so far is Spring Fling. Mm-hmm. Um, how what was preparation for that like, and how did it feel to be performing in front of that kind of crowd? <laughs> I, I remember in like the weeks leading up to Spring Fling, watching the stage being built outside 
uh, my window in old campus and being like, oh my God, like we're going to have to play for that many people, which was, you know, it was exciting. Um, terrifying. But, terrifying, exciting. <laughs> but when I, f I feel like once the performance started, I really just felt like in my element at home. I think we had like a two, three week, like just preparatory period for spring fling. Yeah. It was kind of serious. A few practices a week. I know I practice a lot by like playing, uh, standing up. Like specifically, like just practicing on my oh. own too, so that I don't look like a doofus. The performance aspect of it, I think, was probably what we needed to practice the most. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Just because you know, you're at that point, we were still very new and we were still getting comfortable with performing, and especially for performing with a crowd that size. Do you guys have like moves? Yeah, I can play behind the back now. Um, or oh behind, wow. Like, my head. For some songs, depending on what it is. <laughs> and, the, and then the duel, the duel yeah. move. There's, there's oh, a yeah, solo where that. James and I harmonize and like lean against each other back to back. Yeah. No way. I mean, I James is always like, guys, I found this video. Like, look at what they do. Someone's got to learn how to do this. Yeah. Um, I also like to move around a lot on stage. Yeah. And like, I like the, yeah, me and Hugo have like a, a certain connection on stage. <laughs> <laughs> do. Yeah, we lock I, I have this one fill that I do, and every time that I do it, it's not even that, that special of a fill, but we just like he like we just smile about it. <laughs> I think we. Wait, which one? Part, which one? The one where it's like. It's every time I do it, he gets hyped. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the first studio recording experience like? Well, we tried to record something in the TD Music Studio that didn't end up working out. Um, this was like right towards the end of uh, my fr last year, freshman spring. So we we're trying to get something out by Spring Fling. Um, but we just took this one microphone, put it over the drums, recorded the drums, and then uh, had bass just listen to the drum recording and play over that, uh, which was really pretty difficult because when you do that, the drummer can't, you know, they've already recorded, so they can't respond to the bass playing. Um, so yeah, th those first songs were pretty tricky to record. Yeah. Very primitive start. <laughs> <laughs> it was not ideal because obviously when you record, you want to be playing with everyone else, and we were just stacking our parts. Uh, also, one microphone for a drum set is not adequate. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> and it was a vocal microphone. Hugo, Declan, can we ask you, what did you know about Strictly Platonic before you joined? Well, I did not know anything about Strictly Platonic before I met James. And uh, I actually met James over the summer um, in New York City. Uh, at like a house party mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> like we were just chatting and you know I said I was going to Yale so like we started talking about everything Yale and then it came up that he was in a band and I actually didn't talk about the band I didn't even like mention that I played bass but then later on I saw like on his Instagram story about auditioning when I was already here um, so I actually ran to him in the gym yeah I, and I, I was like oh James I saw your Instagram story like I might audition for your band like it seems really sick yeah after um, I heard that I was like yeah he's not going to audition <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like it's a fun idea so I walked up but then actually you know I, I practiced I was getting ready for the audition and everything um, and I'm really glad that I did and of course during that time period after I got here I heard a lot more about what Strictly Platonic was Spring Fling and all that so yeah definitely I want to be a part of it all they call me like 11 o'clock at night like we need you to come uh, like try another song and like I'm like, what? <laughs> so I go back and like Declan's sitting there. We sit there and they like Audrey says, "So we have one question for you. <laughs> Do you want to be in Strictly Platonic?" And then me and Declan freaked out. They <laughs> shot up out of their seats and like did a massive bear hug. I wish we had gotten it on video. How much do you guys hang out outside of creating music? I wasn't sick of them after five days. Yeah, so yeah. I, I could have happily spent much longer with them. Yeah. A five day retreat over. Uh, 
this fall break. Ah, uh, tell us We did a pretty good job. No one got upset about, like, oh, cleaning God. or anything. Yeah. We did a good James job. James and I didn't <laughs> fight. Yeah, that was astonishing. <laughs> yeah, it was that and then going to play at Dartmouth. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and writing new music. Yeah. Okay, so Audrey came a couple minutes early to the interview, and I think we might have met briefly before, but never been super formally introduced. But I realized it was funny that I like knew her name and who she was like before yeah. this interview was even started. I, I had never officially met you, and I feel like oh, like yeah, I know Audrey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like being in Strictly Platonic has given you guys kind of like a campus identity in a way that people will recognize you, maybe before you're aware of them? I don't think campus identity, like, people know us before meeting us, but it definitely becomes a big part of your identity. Like, I remember yeah, he asked you this question first, like, in the sort of audition process. He was like, are you ready for bassist to be, like, your identity? <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, like, yeah, like, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and definitely now it's like, if people know one thing about me, it's that I'm in Strictly Platonic, yeah. which, is, which is fun, definitely. But um, it's very much... Uh, a blanket statement. I think I met Keith before Strictly Platonic. I was like aware of Strictly Platonic. And now whenever like I think of Keith, it's like Keith on Keys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people recognize me um, even if I don't know who they are and like will sometimes come up to me and say things and, and it's very strange. It's a very strange <laughs> feeling. Um, like a little bit. But there, there was kind of a funny moment um, when my brother was coming to visit me and we were going to Yale from like the Harlem train station and you know I think I was not particularly popular in high school um, so <laughs> my at this train station there happened to be another Yale student um, there and he said hey are you in Strictly Platonic? And since it you know, wasn't at Yale, it was just at this train station, my brother looked at me and was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is a question specifically for you, Audrey. Um, generally, bands tend to be kind of male spaces, and it feels like even when there is a group of musicians that are mainly female, they often are called girl groups and not a band. Um, what is it like to be the only female and lead singer of an otherwise male group? You know, I'm not unfamiliar with being in a primarily male-dominated space, and I think that most women have some degree of awareness of the gender dynamics that go into play when you are in that space and sometimes even you know with your closest friends it's not something that they are keenly aware of and so that is something that I have brought like to the attention of the rest of the band mm -hmm. when I think it's something that might be going on under the surface and they probably don't recognize it and you know it's a conversation that we had a lot especially regarding um, auditions when we had them this last fall because mm -hmm. we did have women audition for the band and oh, we were very excited about potentially having another female member but you know we made our decisions based on you know who we thought was right musically personality wise all of these other things yeah. um, but it is something that like we've talked about and I'm very very grateful that um, you know, all of the guys in the band, in addition to being fantastic and amazing musicians, are just like some of the most thoughtful and like lovely people that I know. And we were <laughs> yeah. you know, talking about how we're all very close friends and we all have a very high degree of respect and admiration for each other. 
and um, so that's a conversation that I'm very grateful they are willing to have. It's such an important conversation to have in the context of music and like, yeah, what role your music plays as a female lyricist among male band members. I mean, I think the songs that we write about and like the things that the guys write about when they write these riffs um, are very universal and very relatable. And so Mm -hmm. when I'm like listening to them describe what they're thinking about, I'm like, oh, well, I can connect that exactly to this. And then I take, you know, how I imagined their experience. And I think, you know, to some degree, it's just special that we can kind of vibe on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. and that I can just put what they put into chords into words. Yeah, I think... um it's so wonderful to hear that you guys like just kind of have this chemistry and they decided to run with it because it's super special like I think when you're in college like you have the ability to collaborate and it's why there's so many bands now that you like I mean Coldplay is a great example you know it's a student band that ended up taking off um there's something super special about that collaborative time in college mm-hmm. um but do you guys have a goal and I was wondering if there is a point in which you feel like you'd like to get like some kind of administration or like label involved yeah i mean i think there's still when i think of the things this band still has to accomplish um like in like the realistic future albums definitely one of them Mm. um some bigger performances outside of yale are included uh but joining a record label or like falling under a specific producer aren't necessarily one of them uh because i think we're still definitely figuring out our sound or like you know playing with our music, and I think it would rob us of some of our creative freedom to jump on our record label so soon. What's the next big thing that you guys are really looking forward to and that maybe listeners should watch out for? I think listeners should definitely watch out for the the album we're planning. Yeah. Or at least an LP. Or an LP, yeah. Okay, okay. That's like within the next couple months kind of reality thing. A huge thanks to Strictly Platonic for speaking with us today, and thank you listeners for being here. Uh, Will was kind enough to share the original riff that Hangover was created from, and Molly and I really loved this video. Unfortunately, you can't see it, but Will's just jamming out on his guitar with two stuffed animals perched on his keyboard next to him. I think what makes it so easy to fall in love with Strictly Platonic is that they're all so obviously incredibly talented, but completely unpretentious about it. And I think this video really captures that dynamic. So here it is. <laughs> 